Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Our buddy Tampa Bay Trey, Trevor Sikama, is set to join us. Uh, make sure you follow Trevor on Twitter at Tampa Bay Trey. And make sure you check out the NFL Stock Exchange podcast. Him and Connor Rogers do an excellent job getting you up to speed uh, with the latest around the league. Trevor, what's going on, my buddy? Oh, not too much, man. Uh, I appreciate you having me on the show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh, before you hopped on with us, man, we were talking about this Dalton Kincaid kid out of Utah, Daniel Jeremiah, mocked him to Washington in his latest mock draft. Tell me your evaluation on Dalton Kincaid, and is he worth a pick at number 16? Yeah, so Kincaid's probably going to end up as my tight end one. I, I haven't finalized the tight end rankings okay. yet. I feel like it's going to come down between him and, and Darnell Washington. Just If I really feel compelled to just feel as though Washington's a unicorn of a prospect, and I've got to put him at tight end one just because of how different he is. But in terms of those, uh, I'll say, regular earthling tight ends instead of the <laughs> aliens that Darnell Washington right. is, amongst the earthling tight ends, uh, Dalton Kincaid would be number one for me. I mean, he brings such a great profile as a, as a big receiving tight end option. Now, uh, I think that he's getting better as a blocker. Blocking is something I think that he needs to improve upon if you want him full-time as an inline player. But he reminds you a lot, or his usage at least, I should say, Reminds you a lot of like how the Kansas City Chiefs use Travis Kelsey, Uh-oh. right? They'll use him. They'll use him in line every now and then. Yeah. But he's 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 kind of that big slot receiver. He's that power slot kind of a player who it's just a big bodied athlete. You know, it's a guy who gives you that ability from the slot. It's a two way player. He's can he can give you value on the sidelines as well. And so Kincaid, you watch him over the last couple of years at Utah, and from when he's been on the field, man, he was a big time difference maker as a receiver. They, that offense really felt like it went through him in the passing game, and he was able to reward them time and time again. He's got a really interesting football background. Came from a high school that really didn't pass the ball at all. Hmm. I mean, he was he he was a good receiver, or at least you know he had the athletic ability to right. be a good receiver in high school. But he came from a you know, like a wing T offense that basically just ran the ball all the time. So he was basically just a blocker in high school. So I didn't really get any recruit um, recruiting offers coming out of coming out of high school. And it was a journey for him to even get to Utah. And Utah was the first time that anybody really utilized him as a receiver. And he's flourished heavily. And I think that's why you see a lot of people in the NFL talk about how good he can be and the different ways that you can use him. But because of how good of a receiver he is, just the natural athlete he is at his size, uh, that's why he's probably going to be tight end one for me. Trevor, I know the Travis Kelsey comparison gets everybody all steamed up here locally because with Eric Bieniemy coming to town, you know, we're hoping that he brings some of that, that championship pedigree with him 
uh, from Kansas City. But we all know Travis Kelsey was the engine that made that Kansas City Chiefs offense go. Mahomes isn't too bad him damn self. But when you look at what Washington already has in the tight end room in combination with the other needs on this roster, does it make sense if you were the GM here in D.C. to take a tight end at 16? Well, it it does make sense. Does it make the most sense? I think that that would depend on who's still on the board, right? I think right. that people would say the offensive line isn't quite complete even after the Andrew Wiley signing. Uh, still, they're going to need a, a big-time playmaker at corner. And in this class, I feel like you can get a really good one in the middle of the first round right where they're selecting. So I think that's certainly going to be on the table as well. But, look, you know, you look at the depth chart of, of what Washington has, Forget about just the tight end room right now, because I do think that if Dalton Kincaid gets drafted to the Washington Commanders, he's all of a sudden the best receiving tight end that they have on the roster, right? right? And then you go over to the receiver room and you go, okay, how is that? How different is that to the pass catchers that they already have? Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, like Diami Brownie, you can throw him right. in that mix as well. These are smaller type receivers. Like none of them really give the profile that Dalton Kincaid would. So in that sense, I do think the selection could make sense for Washington. It's just, it, would it be the best overall selection? I think that we would know whether or not that would be the case on draft night when we could see how the board falls to them. But it is an intriguing thought with Eric Bieniemy getting himself another tight end that he could emphasize in the passing game. Heck, I might have been with you guys, Trevor. Ron Rivera was at the combine and said, look, we're going to do what we have to do in free agency so we can do what we want to in the draft. And, boy, would that be a luxury pick to be able to bring in this star-studded tight end and add him to this already dynamic group of weapons. Uh, the quarterback position, obviously, you know, very important for Washington moving forward. Uh, all offseason long, they've told us Sam Howell is going to get the first crack at being the QB1. Last week, they go in and bring in Jacoby Brissett. Uh, I want to start with Brissett here because based on the numbers, I believe Pro Football Focus had him rated as the 12th best quarterback from a season ago. What do you see from Jacoby Brissett on tape, and how do you think he translates uh, into this Eric Bieniemy offense? Yeah, I just think he's a solid player. You know, I think he's a solid quarterback for you. He raises the floor of the team, if you will, right? right? You look at Sam Howell, and I think a lot of people go, oh, you know, look at what Sam Howell could be. Look at the things that he did in North Carolina, especially during that those freshman and sophomore seasons when he had the receivers to throw to, and people talk about the big ceiling. Well, you know, there's a floor with rookies too, and we don't often like to talk about that because we like to talk about the good things, what could be the potent possibility is it makes the NFL draft so fun, but they were never going to be able to go into next season with just Sam Howell. And I'll tell you this too, even if Washington was in a position where they could – they draft an Anthony Richardson, a Will Levis, or whoever it would be. I think Bryce Young might be a little bit of a different story, but right. anybody other than Bryce Young, let's say that Washington could have gotten their hands on him. I don't even know if they would have wanted to go into the season with just Sam Howell and then the rookie. Right. They were always going to sign a veteran that they knew that they could lean on. It just ended up being Jacoby Brissett. So I think that Brissett certainly raises the floor of this team and what they can be. I don't think it's going to be catastrophic or they're only winning, you know, three or four games because the quarterback position imploded. Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. see that being the case with Bursett. He's just, he's such a good, solid, steady quarterback. But of course, probably not a guy that you're going to invest long term. You know, I don't really see a Geno Smith type of resurgence from Jacoby Bursett. And so that's just kind of the mindset of where they are with Bursett on the team. Yeah, that's interesting that you brought that up because that's what I kind of look at when I talk about Jacoby Brissett is I look at the resurgence that Geno was able to have in Seattle 
you know, when when the requisite pieces were around him and, and everything was in place for him to succeed. Because Trevor, you know, last year in Cleveland, Jacoby Brissett was not the problem for that team. The Browns, despite them having all the resources that they had on defense, just could not stop anybody. 12 touchdowns, six picks. I know we don't like that. But he completed 64% of his passes. When you look at Brissett's game, what do you think is the difference from him being a high-end backup to being maybe a quality starter in this league? Well, I just think that it's 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 really that that big time throw to turnover worthy play percentage, you know, that we have at Pro Football Focus. It's just a matter of that because you look at Jacoby Brissett. I think throughout his time as a spot starter and when he's given the, given the ball, including last year, you know, the more that he's been asked to throw, sure he has more big time throws, but he also has more turnover worthy plays. Yeah. So it just seems like the more volume that he has as a quarterback. It's not like he gets crazy efficient once that's the case. You know, we haven't seen that that efficiency from him. And I, I really think that's probably what's holding him back because he is somebody who he's got a good pocket presence. He's got a good arm to him. We, we know he's not the most mobile quarterback in the world, but right. he's, a, he's a good pocket passer. The issue is, is that it feels like throughout the couple of stops of his career, you know, whether it was in Miami and in, in, um, in Indianapolis and in, in Cleveland, whatever mm-hmm. it's been, when that volume, when those reps and throws have ramped up, he hasn't been more efficient than simply saying, yes, the touchdowns went up, the yards went up, but the interceptions did and the turnover-worthy plays did as well. So it's all like it kind of goes up on a singular plane. He hasn't taken that next step into, okay, more throws equals more efficiency, not just more stats. And I think that that is what gets in the way of a lot of these journeyman quarterbacks not being what we saw from Geno Smith, because that's what the biggest difference was between Geno Smith this year and Geno Smith's years in the past, is that they gave this guy the ball and they had him throw more, and all of the good stats got a lot better, and all of the risky stats continued to stay low as if he wasn't throwing that many passes. So that's kind of the way that I look at Brissett. We're joined right now on the Team 980 Yes Hotline by our pal Trevor Stickema. You can give him a follow on Twitter, at Tampa Bay Trey. Uh, Make sure you watch the NFL Stock Exchange with him and Connor Rogers. They do a great job uh, breaking down NFL draft prospects and giving you the latest uh, from around the National Football League. Uh, NFL.com, Trevor, put out some post-free agency power rankings, and the Washington Commanders came in ranked 29th. Now, obviously, they haven't had a star-studded first wave of free agency, but they were able to re-sign Deron Payne, and they added a couple of key pieces uh, on this football team that they needed. You all over at Pro, Fo- Pro Football Focus put out a list of the top five graded defenders, 25 and younger, and I believe Cameron Curl made that list. He is obviously up for new money as well this year, and uh, according to folks here locally, they're going to try to get a deal done with him in the spring. What type of money do you think he commands? And from watching the tape, what does he bring to this defense? Oh, man. Unfortunately, the numbers questions is not one for me. It's okay. one for my coworker, Brad Spielberger, who – is truly one of the best. You know, if you guys would love to have him on, I'm sure he'd love to be on. But he's he is incredible at nailing those projections of what a guy would get and the range of the of the value that he has for what the market is saying with certain guys. And so he'd be somebody to ask that question too. But yeah, Cam Cross is a good football player, man. And you know, obviously a later drafted guy, somebody who uh, everybody kind of overlooked when he was coming through in his class and. And he's been able to outplay his his draft status in a major way. And so he is somebody who I feel like can give you all sorts of versatility. I feel like he can be a box player. I feel like he can be a free safety kind of a guy. He can do a lot of different things. And in today's NFL, you have to be so multiple with how you set up your safeties. 
You know, you've got to be able to split the field in two. You've got to be able to show something one second, and uh, post-snap, you've got to be able to rotate to something else. So I feel as though Cam has been able to solidify himself and his versatility and what he could do for the defense. And to me, that's always been what has been so fantastic about his game is that it feels like no matter what role they're giving him, he is playing it to the best of his ability. He's playing it at an impact level. All right, Trevor, enough about the Washington Commandos. Let's get to the exciting teams across the National Football League. The Jets and Packers, man, seem to be at an impasse with this Aaron Rodgers deal. When you look at this thing from a bird's eye view from the Jets' perspective, what makes sense in terms of compensation? Because let's be very realistic about Aaron Rodgers in this situation. It could be nothing more than a one-year rental. Now, I know obviously that one-year rental puts you in Super Bowl contention, but from your vantage point, Trey, like, what would you be willing to give up for an Aaron Rodgers if you're the Jets? Well, I mean, for the Jets, you know, look, it's been a long conversation. It's been a, it's been a long week on yeah. social media with the word leverage, right? right? Everybody's like, oh, who has leverage? Who has leverage? The Packers or the Jets? Uh, I think it's ridiculous that you're hearing people say, like, oh, this team has all the leverage. Oh, this team has all. Okay, if one team had all the leverage, the, the deal would be done. Okay, nobody has all the leverage in this situation. I do think the Packers have a little bit more, but the Jets certainly have some leverage themselves. For the Jets, a package that makes sense for me is you're giving up one of their second-round picks this year, and you're you're giving some sort of a conditional pick next year, right? And you and you can the thing is that you can get as flexible as you want with these conditions, these draft picks, right? If Aaron Rodgers, what you could do is you could say, okay, we'll give you a we'll give you a second-round pick this year, and we will give you a fourth-round pick next year. If and if if Rodgers retires, right. then it's just a fourth round pick. If Rodgers is still on the team, it's a third round pick. If Rodgers makes the playoffs for them again, it's a second round pick. So like you can make that whole condition, but I I, I think what's holding up this deal is Green Bay wants a first. They yeah. want a first round pick in this. They want. I, I got to assume they want number thirteen. And the interesting part of this deal is. There's timing involved, right? I think the timing gets tricky with Rodgers' contract and where the dead money goes for the Packers because I don't think the dead money changes, but it, it changes where it goes if he's moved after June 1st. Mm, okay. but, ob- but obviously, if he's moved after June 1st, the draft will have already happened. So you can't get number 13. So at that point, then you're fighting for a future first-round pick, not this year's first-round pick. But are the Jets okay with that at that point in time? I'm not sure exactly how that is going to work in it. But that's the way my amateur eyes and my (laughs) amateur GM eyes see this trade right now and where the impasse could be with these two two sides. Let's let's be frank, bro. It's a ridiculous situation. I know you, you threw out the word leverage, and that's been all over social media. From the Packers' vantage point, what leverage do they really have, though, Trey, to ask for a first-round pick? Everybody knows Aaron Rodgers does not want to play there. He's made that very clear after he left the dark. Like, he doesn't want to play there. So how, how in their right mind can they possibly ask for a first-round pick? Yeah, I think the way that you look at it, if you're the Packers, is you simply say to the Jets, and you hold firm on this, that you're, you're probably your biggest your biggest bargaining chip is, Rodgers is 40 mil of dead money for us, whether he goes to your team or whether he retires. Mm. We all we already have our quarterback in place. We have already moved on. There is nothing different about the Green Bay Packers as of right now if Aaron Rodgers decides to retire or if he's a member of the New York Jets. And I think that's probably the biggest bargaining chip that Brian Gutenkoots has is that 
he doesn't have a timeline. It doesn't matter to him. Right. He he doesn't need to he doesn't need to trade Rodgers in order to go make a move in free agency or trade Rodgers in order to then go get his quarterback in the draft. They already have Jordan Love. So the Packers would would simply say he's going to be the same dead money for us whether he's on our team or whether he's not. It does or whether he's on the Jets or whether he retires. Now I think the part does change. Don't totally quote me on this, but mm-hmm. I believe the part to- that does change if it is a post-June trade, post-June 1st trade, because then he would be, I think, 15 mil dead cap this year and then 25 mil dead cap the following year. So do, okay. so do the Packers want more of his dead money to continue going into next year? They'd probably rather just cut the cord and get it over with all 40 mil on the right. books this year and not have to have it linger. Now then, does that go into the Jets? having leverage in this situation to play the timeline like that. Those, to me, are all of the things that are at play here with this trade. Yeah, very, very messy situation that hopefully we have some clarity on uh, before we get to next month's draft. Uh, The other big quarterback domino that's yet to fall, Trevor, is Lamar Jackson. Uh, We continue to hear more and more come out as the days uh, pass here on the Lamar Jackson situation. Yesterday, I believe, uh, was the Colts that came out and saying, we're not ruling out. Uh, bringing in Lamar Jackson. When you look at fits for Lamar Jackson, what makes the best sense, the most sense to you? Oh, I mean, honestly, Baltimore makes yeah. the most sense. But yeah. I don't know. Obviously, that things are things are all over the place in Baltimore. The, the number one spot to me has always been the Atlanta Falcons. It's always yeah. been the Atlanta Falcons. Arthur Smith is all about ground and pound, the run game, married with the pass game, but emphasizing the good the ground game as much as he possibly can. Lamar Jackson, obviously one of the best in the NFL, has won an MVP for his ability to be a dual-threat quarterback. They've got the offensive line to be maulers up front and fantastic run blockers. They're improving the offensive line. They're improving the run game. They've got Kyle Pitts. They've got Drake London. That is the offense, both the mastermind at the top with Arthur Smith and the pieces that are already there that without a doubt make the most sense for Lamar. You put Lamar on the Falcons, yeah. Falcons are winning that division next year, right? I mean, like right. they are making the playoffs. They are Sure, their defense needs a lot of work, and it would, but that would be a division-winning team next year with Lamar Jackson. And then obviously you're signing to a contract where you're entering your winning window. You're then focusing a lot of your resources into defense over the next couple of years, including probably the number eight overall pick this year. So that one, that spot is the one that has always made the most sense to me. And when it immediately came out that the Falcons were not interested in Lamar, as as well as a lot of those other teams who immediately came out and said they wouldn't be interested, that tells me that something's going on. Yeah. That the rest <laughs> of the owners, that the rest of the owners are pissed off yeah. at the Cleveland Browns for what they did last year with with Deshaun Watson. Not only trading for a guy who had the off field reputation that he right. did, but giving him a fully guaranteed contract. I guarantee all thirty one of the other owners were pissed off, and unfortunately. Yeah. Lamar is paying the price because I feel like if it would have been really any other quarterback, a lot of the same stuff would have been happening because they just, they do not want these fully guaranteed deals to go to these positions where, you know, they could be out millions and millions and millions of dollars if they get hurt. So I I know that that's the game, but of course the owners are trying to play it to their advantage. And I think that's where we are with all that. Yeah, man, it's a tough situation. Hopefully, you know, we get some clarity on this. I know you mentioned Atlanta. Trevor, I look at Miami. I know they just committed to Tua on, on the fifth-year option, but can we possibly see a trade similar to the to the uh, Lions and Rams from a few years ago? Who knows? I, I don't. I don't. I don't know if Miami has 
the cap to be able to do it, yeah. although there are some magical cap gurus out there. But <laughs> He's yeah, have course, money. <laughs> if, if 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 Lamar if Lamar goes to the Dolphins, you know everybody everybody's purchasing you know Sunday ticket because you have you. to watch the Dolphins every <laughs> single week. So that's yeah, that would be that would be awesome as well. Hey Trevor, I appreciate you giving us some time, my man. Look forward to talking to you soon. Yeah, of course, guys. Anytime. That is Trevor Stickin. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at Tampa Bay Trey, and make sure uh, you tap into the NFL Stock Exchange podcast. Him and Connor Rogers do an excellent job. Trey just gives it to you the straight way, man. Cut and dry. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.